Kanye's just like, I can't believe I'm here. No, I just, it's such well, a weird around, angle. Move, move around the base of it. Hello. The, Hi. Hi. <laughs> I've got the microphone in my mouth. Girl, <laughs> we got to get this thing started. You know Aaron's going to be busting these doors any minute. Let's go. Atlanta, where a bunch of idiots let Freddie Freeman go to L.A. It's the Whole World Improv Theater podcast, brought to you by Whole World Improv Theater, Atlanta's original home of improv. Here are your hosts, artistic director Chip Powell, and a man who was out of town for three days, and his dog still won't acknowledge him. I don't blame him, John. Me Halleck. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Whole World Improv Theater Podcast. This is John Mihalik. With me is my co-host, the artistic director of Whole World Improv Theater, Mr. Chase Howell. (laughs) We're We're continuing our series today. (laughs) Talking to our main cast members. We're going all the way back to when they were bitten by the bug of improv. So welcome, everyone. Tanya Dawn Wagner. Tanya Wagner will suffice. Oh, wow. Thank you, you Charles Eugene Powell. So, Tanya, we're so <laughs> excited you're on today. So take us, like, yes. you're, you know, valley girl in sorority. You meet the man of your dreams. He whisks you off to the chapel. You <laughs> live the suburban life. Uh-huh. You become a Karen. You're raising two kids. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you got two kids, a husband, a career. And then why improv? So I grew up in a very small town in Alabama, but one thing that I was always involved in growing up was theater. (laughs) I did. I did. I was a dancer too. (laughs) Of course I was. (laughs) I want pictures. So, Yes, of course. So um, I grew up in the musical theater. I did a ton of plays. And then I decided when I went to college, I was going to be a theater major. You know, my parents were pretty supportive for about a semester and then they were like look at the end of the day you gotta get a job you gotta make some money you live in Alabama so changed my major needless to say and by the way let me just say that college majors generally you're going to end up doing something as a career that has nothing to do with what your major is. (laughs) Nothing. But yeah, so I changed my major, but I always still really enjoyed it. I like to go see a lot of shows. And when we moved to Atlanta in 2001, I worked with someone who came here a lot and she actually brought me here for the very first time. It was when, oh gosh, the stage was Mm. like painted like a a sky blue color. Remember that? Oh yeah. The couches, it was the red couches. You know what? talking about yep oh i know they were they were (laughs) filthy comfortable but filthy um so we would come and see the shows and you know that was back when you you could be around a lot of people and the cafe would be like a madhouse it was always like super super packed and always just like super fun and i was much younger then so you know Mm -hmm. i could drink a lot more than i can now but So I started coming here in, I think, 2002, and then I came to a 40th birthday party. Some people in my neighborhood, we decided, guess 
in 2010, maybe late 2009, to uh, come to a 40th birthday party here. And we had been, because I do no. live in the Burb, go Cobb <laughs> County. Um, no, we're not going to go to Cobb had- County. <laughs> <laughs> Midtown in the house. So we had been to this bar. I don't think it exists anymore, but it was like if you can imagine a suburban bar for people in their mid to late 30s that plays like 90s music and the people who are recently divorced or like macking all over people, that's where we went. Oh, I, and they had drinks and about. fish bowls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had two fish bowls. Mm-hmm. So by the time we got here, I was feeling no pain. Uh, and this was also oh, yeah. back in the yeah, days until when our attorney stopped that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so um, I got a beer. One of my suggestions got a beer. I don't remember what it was because I was hammered. But they started talking about classes, and my friend was sitting beside me, and we were both, you know, feeling no pain. And um, she said, "I'll do it if you'll do it." And I said, "I'll go sign up so right we now." Love, so we, we love a drunk audience nice. member. <laughs> That's how we get a lot of students, actually. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I mean, so then I signed up and the class didn't start until January. I mean, I have to be honest, like the day we were driving down here for the first class, I was kind of like, what am I doing? What? I mean, you just I don't know. Can did. we swear on this? Well, I, I mouthed it. I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? But I came in and I had a really great time. I mean, I met, I will say with improv, you're going to meet some really interesting people. We had a gentleman who yeah. wore a kilt to class. Uh, how do you know that? <laughs> with no underwear. Because he did the warm up. Man spreading. Man spreading. Wow. Okay. Put it away. Put it away. Yes. <laughs> so that was back in the days. I'm really going to like date myself here, but that was back in the days when you took beginning games for six months. And then we actually had a six month break between beginning and advanced games. And it was a very long six months because we didn't find out we were in. We found out we were in like, close to the end of summer because we were at the beach when we actually found out but then we had to wait till january to start it again you needed a a recommendation yep that's how the classes used to work because i was also into that yep and then i came and did that did advanced games had a really great time ended up being asked to be an apprentice you're moving so fast so let's talk about it you're working you haven't done theater in years and now you're doing it so talk about like maybe your first show like what was your first like showcase or student showcase like it was great. We had each, um, back then you only got a certain amount of tickets, but um, I cheated <laughs> the system as I'm prone to do and cornered all my classmates who were not using their tickets and got their tickets from them. So I had like well, 35 yeah, had people here. So it was fantastic for me. I mean, <laughs> it's fantastic. I had a great night. Yeah. Sucked for everybody else. But, so, um, Yeah, so in the showcase, you only get like three scenes. So I was like, oh, I want to do this again. So then we waited for advanced games and then had another showcase. And it was just, it was fun. It was something like I really enjoyed rush comping and being able to come to the shows. I will say that being an apprentice, I think, is where people get irritated. They get frustrated. I think they feel like, you know, I've been an apprentice for so long. What's when is it ever going to end? end? That's where you learn the most. <laughs> it's like being in prison. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah. no, you, you know, because they, they're 
watching yeah. people. But all let's talk about the fact before we take the joy out of apprenticeship. Let's put some joy into it. So you're coming out of the class program. Like you finished the class program. What's it like to be told you're going to be an apprentice here? Um, I think it was the last phone call you I'm made. Still negative. So I didn't think I. No, 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 no. Listen. So I, I'm not being negative. You I'm don't know the honest. order in which I made Listeners, the phone calls. I'm Can we please just answer the question? So we were all a gossipy in my class. So <laughs> we we were like Facebook messaging each other back and forth. Like I got the call. I got the call. I'm just envisioning Tanya, who oh by the way is the gossipiest of the <laughs> gossipiest. Where you were like looking at Facebook and gentlemen at home. This is oh, no, not how we call. normally oh, no. bring people into oh, the no. apprentice well, program. <laughs> was a decade ago it was more than a decade ago so yeah I was like oh I guess I didn't get in oh and then I got in and I was like oh my god this is great yay but here's the positive this is really the positive you're gonna learn the most as an apprentice you're gonna learn the most watching these shows while you are crewing you're going to learn everything that will help you if you want to go farther in and that's this why we design and that's what I think Yep, and that's what I think people don't understand, like, coming in. I yeah. feel like they yeah. they get a little wrapped up in, it's never going to happen for me, because I know I did. You get a little wrapped up in that, but when you look back on it, once you are main stage, you look back on it and you're kind of like, that all mattered. That all made me the performer that I am today. Being able mm -hmm. to see so many different people perform, being able to see what really worked, being able to see the good scene work, being able to just, you know, really see people who understand the technicalities of the games that played was something finally. See, that was positive. Stop it. You know, my only regret so far is that we're not filming this because the <laughs> looks that are going between Tanya and Chip right now are just classic. I mean, you'd swear that well, they were we just two, an old married couple right now. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we are. I'm either everybody's theater wife or their mom. So <laughs> that, that's how it goes. Hey, you've been listening to people talk about improv. So why not try it yourself? Whole World Improv Theater has in-person improv classes for beginners and seasoned actors alike. No prior experience is needed. Our class program is eight weeks long and full of people just like you who want to learn and have a lot of fun. Just check out our website to learn more or sign up. The website is wholeworldtheater.com. And that's theater with an R-E at the end. Because we're fancy. Major support for Whole World Improv Theater is provided by the Atlanta Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs, the sweetest smelling office of cultural affairs in the world. Theater wife or theater mom, I know that you are very momish towards all your students. Very. Very. <laughs> very. You know, I think that a lot of people come in here. We get a lot of people who have come in and they've seen a show and they thought, oh, this might be fun to do. Or we get a lot of people whose companies have told them, you're a terrible presenter. Go and get some help with this. And uh, they really don't know what to expect. So I like to really treat it like it is their safe space because it is. 
I really like to nurture the group mind. I always start like a group me with my classes. I will say things in there just to get a conversation going. I really just, they have to build that bond with each other. It's super important because what you're doing really when you're building that bond is you're building and developing trust in these people. And that's what you need. So you're in the apprentice program and you're working and you're feeling all the frustrations. What happens that moment we say you're a main cast? Um, it was like an out-of-body experience because I don't know if you remember this, but two weeks, maybe three weeks before I was promoted, you had called me up to the box office before rehearsal and you said, I just want to talk to you for a second. And I was like, okay, you said... Yeah, the feedback that I'm getting from MCs is they need to see you get up more during rehearsal. And I was like, what? Wow, I, this is, a, is like, this a tell-all for Chip? No, no, no. <laughs> yes, yes, a Chip tell-all. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Right now, breaking <laughs> no, news like, from Tanya Wagner. But, no, but I think I was kind of like, oh, okay. Got to work harder, got to work harder. So we had rehearsal that night, and then we were off for two weeks. And I was like, okay, well, that's two weeks. I can't work harder. I can't get up faster. So let me preface this by saying I am a very clumsy person. And back in these days, these were the days when people would literally like knock you down to run to the stage. Do you remember those days? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was terrified (laughs) because I was like, I cannot like break a bone because I'm an older lady. So I would just kind of like wait until everybody kind of like got that energy out. And then I'd be like, okay, I'll go up now. But the next time we came back to rehearsal, I totally was not expecting it. It was um, April 15th. I'll never forget it because it is tax day. File your taxes. Um, So I always sat right there against that wall, always against the wall. That was like my spot. And I was sitting there and that was when we still had the desk the desk down there and you were sitting behind it and I was in Thursday night show and you were like oh you know you were through all your announcements and tomorrow night show is a very special show it's not every Thursday night show that you have a main stage cast member like Tanya Wagner in there with you and I like lost my shit I mean I was like shaking I was like what oh my god can I call my family and my husband is like very dry, like dry as the day is long. So I called him and I'm like screaming. I'm like excited. And he's like, okay, cool. I was like, <laughs> this is why we work. Like somebody's got to be like the ground counterweight. One. Yes. But yeah, it's just like a feeling that you can't explain. And I think you set it up so it would be unexpected because I will say, I think that is what makes it such a great feeling. It's it's that surprise. It's that completely unexpectedness of it. And I, I really like it's always the way been that, that way we because it here. should be celebrated. Because you've worked hard and you've earned your keep. And now you gotta put your money where your mouth is. So uh coming yes. into main cast, yes. what's it like? Uh, what's your first experience as a main cast uh, member? It was, let's see, I think I did all the shows that weekend. It was great. I mean, they were they were super supportive. It was really, really great. It was really great. I mean, I got put in a game called Robin Williams. That is like when we had first started playing it. I had no idea. I'd never like, I'd never seen it. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work my way through this. I can do it. I can do it. Right. And I was in there with Eric Owens and thank God for him because he did everything. I basically like stood there like I was a tree trunk because I was so confused. I was like, oh my God. And this is, um, this is on me for being like so timid in the beginning and not saying to the MC, Hey, I've never played Robin Williams. Can we go through it? Because I didn't want to look like, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, it was like, it was a train wreck. Here, awesome. go and saved it. We love I was a train, train wreck, wreck every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that happens. There's always that one time where you think, uh, maybe I shouldn't raise my hand or maybe I should raise your hand. So as an MC, let me flip this. Was there a time as an MC where somebody did or didn't raise their hand that clearly didn't know what to do in a scene during a show that you were taken aback by? I would say sure. I would say it's probably happened more than once. Yeah. I think it happens more so in an apprentice show mm -hmm. because I do think that they put a lot of pressure on themselves to know what's going on. But yeah, there have been times as an MC that you're watching and you're like, they have no idea how to play this game. They have no idea. Before COVID, I emceed a lot of apprentice shows on Thursday nights and I really sort of learned to watch for that. And one thing I really try to do now is people who have not been in a lot of shows, I will look at them during download. And this is when I'm like acting in a show with them. I will look at them during download. And if they have a little hint of they may not be clear, I'll talk to them about it backstage. I'll tell them how to set up a list, how mm -hmm. to do things, because I get it. You never want people to think you don't know what you're doing, but you should. You should be okay going yeah, that's one thing. Well, I mean, it's also my personality that, you know, I'll raise my hand if I don't understand it. It's also part of being a good engineer is just like, okay, no, I need somebody to explain something yep. to me. And I think you're absolutely right that apprentices will sit there and just like, oh, wait, I, I haven't been cast by Tanya before. Or it'll be this like, this is my first show in like three months. I don't want to seem like I don't know what I'm doing. But no, raise your hand yep. and go over it and... I'm sure both of you have seen it a hundred times. Oh, I've seen the scene. Well, seeing it and running through it are two completely different things. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of technicalities with a lot of the games that we play. There's a lot of reasons that we set up like lists the way that we do as far as like, you know, dividing the sheet halfway vertically, writing them a certain way. So they're easy to read, mm -hmm. especially if you're playing a game like phones and you're the callers. You don't want to have a list that's kind of just all over the place. You want it to have some sort of organization. So it's easy because you're looking at it in the dark. Basically, if you're the you callers, know, um, mm -hmm. I be able to read a it. few months ago was down at Front Porch Theater in Savannah, and I've got 30 plus years underneath this belt, honey. Let me just tell you. And uh, and I was doing a night with them <laughs> where it was a mixture of long form, short form, and I didn't know half of what they were talking about. And like you're saying, I mean, even with all the experience I had, I pulled somebody aside. I was like, can you kind of explain this to me? They were like, oh, yeah, 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 this is. And I was like, oh, we call it this, you know, like, OK, all right, I know what we're doing now. But it's so important to know before you hit the mm -hmm. stage to have a good understanding of the challenge or the game that you're going to play so that you can come emotionally prepared and be able to deliver. And I had such a great, I haven't had a bad show at Front Porch yet because you were there with the first one. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, my God, that was so good. 
and they are so much fun. And I love those people because they, they are about the support of everybody. And it's kind of what we believe in here and to see them thrive. Anytime I go down there, I want to perform with them because it's clear cut, but it's always like you're saying, it's raise your hand and get clarification so that you aren't the only person not in the know, because we explain the game to the audience. The audience completely understands it. And if we don't, then we're the only ones missing out. It's just like, if you turn your back for a second, the audience sees something, you're the only person in the room that doesn't know what just happened, you know? Yep, so for sure, I think that's super and emceeing and being jack of all trades at Whole World. What would be your biggest advice to anybody coming up through the apprentice ranks right now? The biggest advice is you are going to have bad shows. You are going to have bad scenes. We all do. We all do. It's like something is not clicking. I mean, it's I describe improv as a team sport to my students. You guys really all have to be on the same page, right? You got to have that group mindset. Don't let bad scenes or a bad show define you. It is one night. It will never happen again. Take it as a learning moment. Think about what could I have done differently? What did I not yes and? What did I negate? What blocking was I doing? And really try to grow from it. Now, a lot of people love to watch shows after they've been in them. I never watch a show. I've never watched a show I've been in. Really? Never. Because here's the thing. Here's what I would do. And I think a lot of people subconsciously would do this. And I don't even know that they realize it. You're going to pick yourself apart. You are going to pick yourself apart. Why? Why are you doing that? Don't do that. You know in the moment. You know when the scene's over, if it was good or bad. Take that as your lesson and move on. That makes a lot of sense. People tend to be hard on themselves. So hard. And why sit there and look at it and be hard on themselves? And I find you get really mad at the camera person because they didn't frame you right. (laughs) You're like, where is my head? Why can you only see my shoulders? (laughs) And as that camera person, you're looking at all these people. It's just like, well, I don't know. You had three people on stage. Two of you were over there on stage, right? And then somebody just decided to float (laughs) over to stage left. That's why you're not framed, right? This program is supported in part by Georgia Council for the Arts through the appropriations of the Georgia General Assembly. Georgia Council for the Arts also receives support from its partner agency, the National Endowment for the Arts. And thank goodness for organizations like these, because now more than ever, anybody sick of that phrase? Everyone knows how important the arts are, because where did everybody turn to after two years of health arts? Let's keep recognizing these amazing organizations for what they are and what they do. We love you. So tell us, we all are constantly working, constantly evolving, constantly changing in this format of improv. What do you see for your future here at Whole World? What I really see and what I really, really enjoy is the Saturday night 10 p.m. show where we actually talk to the audience and have them tell stories. It's such a great way to engage them, and people are inherently nosy. 
people are inherently nosy. And after a couple of glasses of wine, some of the stuff that will come out of people's mouths, (laughs) you're like, you did what? There's like no judgment. It's just fascinating, right? It's fascinating. And everybody kind of gets on board, especially when the actors get up to kind of, you know, tell the story, all the pieces and parts we didn't see. And that's what I really like. I really would like to focus more on storytelling style of improv. Yeah, I think those 10 p.m. shows where we've started here, I think the audience, I think they kind of laugh harder because obviously, you know, we're just doing our best, but we're just making stuff up. But it's based on everything that they're doing. It creates a good natured feel because, you know, the people in the next row just go, oh, my God, that was hilarious. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's also very freeing for the actors on stage because there's a game we play called The Cube. And I would say that the way we play it in our classic shows, it's very hard to make all four sides of the cube successful because people put a lot of pressure on themselves to raise these stakes and sometimes Mm -hmm. they, they raise them too much. So when they rotate back around, where do you go? When we play the cube in the 10 p.m., we play it in like a storytelling fashion where everyone is the same character throughout their scenes. I think it allows them to kind of relax and really just sort of get into the storytelling that they are doing instead of worrying about, I'm about to step into this scene. Who am I going to be? What am I going to say? Yeah, that's a great focus point. On it character. is a much more relaxed cube. And I think that's also important to mm-hmm. success here is that uh, character does lend to confidence. You know, and of course, the characters we build in those late shows where storytelling are done in less than seven minutes because you have to listen to somebody's story you as a cast have to decide what part you're playing you know it's a lot of work in the moment but the thing i love about it there's no insight we don't know what we're doing we don't know when it's coming or how it's coming and you just have to be there ready to process and turn it out for sure i mean to me it is the freest form of improv there's like you no know, rules. The like short form no that we've idea. been doing for years is always exciting to me because we're so well trained at it that when we get a suggestion from the audience and we go, we have an arsenal to choose from and we're usually pretty successful. And that's what I love about it when people go, oh, well, that that looks rehearsed or that looked scripted. And I'm like, that's that's amazing because it wasn't. And if it looks like that, then amen, Jesus. We're doing because uh, we made you believe in the right. story. And so, you know, if there's that little bit of doubt that, hey, man, was this scripted or rehearsed? It wasn't. It's just we have been doing this a long time and we know what the hell we're doing. Yeah, for sure. And I think about playing the cube two different ways is it's going to help you play every other game because it teaches you how to relax in a game. Because I think a lot of times when there are struggles with like our short form games, I think it's because people can't relax into the game. They're so worried about the game that's about to come, the game that's about to come. The game is like the condiment. Mm -hmm. The scene is the entree. That's how I always describe it. (laughs) Thank you. You should put that in on a cup, like a coffee mug. I'm sure you do. I have it hanging over my mantle. Yeah, in that farmhouse style. Ranch. Yes, at the Karen Ranch. Oh, oh, that's it. No, <laughs> the Karen Ranch in Cobb County. No, 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 no. You know, she also works in Buckhead. I actually work in Sandy Springs. Oh, but no. we're moving to Buckhead allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly, I know. So, but well, actually, I'm good. working. That gives you more time now, to come so. down here and clean. Yeah. What? 
No. I guess that's just me again. No. It's I guess I'll pass. just keep doing it. <laughs> just you. Hey, I've cleaned my share toilet. Nothing here. on me. Okay, man. don't don't look at me. <laughs> There's also one thing that I want to bring up, and that's because when we were in our Zoom era, Ooh. Chip just made this face. Mm-hmm. And we were putting some shows on Twitch. Tanya showed what a great interviewer oh, she God. is. <laughs> Sean, where is this going? <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, you're going to love where I'm going to take this, Chip. Where's it going, John? What are we doing? Well, we had a little thing called Talking with Tanya, and I think everybody should get a sense of Tanya as an interviewer. And, you know, I need to bring Talking with Tanya back. John and I, have, we've talked about it. It's just everything... Um, I feel like time mm-hmm. has been an illusion since the pandemic happened. Yeah, yeah, really. I feel like a week ago it was Easter. Like, where, <laughs> where has this year gone? And you would think it would be like much slower because most of us are. Uh, home I don't know a lot, that lifestyle because yeah, I've only like, worked every moment through the pandemic down here. <laughs> so, so I don't know what <laughs> staying at home is like. So I'm working for, for at the two weeks I had COVID. <laughs> oh, yes, knock on wood. I've not had it yet. And well, I just hopefully, got my booster. we can make a major announcement about that soon. But until then, Tanya, yes, you get to ask. Wow. So this is a segment we're now going to call "Talking with Tanya." Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, welcome everyone. Thank you. I have thank you for two having us on your podcast. <laughs> Yes, I just wanted to thank you. Hey, sir, this is my show. This is my show. (laughs) Quiet until I point at you. All right. (laughs) So um, today with me, I have Chip Powell, Artistic Director of the Whole World Improv Theater on Spring Street. Everyone is shocked when they find out it's on Spring Street. They're like, how long have you been there? Forever. And then I have John Mahalik, who is also a main stage performer here at Whole World. So how are you guys doing? Thanks for having us on your show. Uh, Wonderful, Tanya. Good. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you could come down. So, so great. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Chip, I just want to find out from you. I know you've been doing this for 30 plus years. What keeps you going? What gets you excited about improv? What I think the same thing excites you now about improv? From day one, uh, being on stage, performing, working with other people, being challenged. You know, it's like, like you're saying, there are certain games that we play all the time. And if it steps outside of the box, and it's something different and it's exciting to play, then that excites me. But overall, my joy and the work that I put into it comes down to the performance, whether I'm MC or an actor. Those are the things that keep me going. Entertaining the public, being a part of the cast, the ensemble, being with the audience has never, it's never gotten old for me. I don't know why it just hasn't. And until this day, I'm still excited. I had such a great time last night performing and I look forward to next weekend. So let me ask you this, because you act and MC, which is MC harder. MC is harder because is harder. performance, you're hopefully going to get a break and you're able to kind of redirect yourself and come out on stage. MC, you're out here the whole entire time. You're running the show. You're running the feel. You're calling the games. You have to really be in it 100%, if not 110%, from start to finish, because you are 
the master of ceremonies of what the audience has an understanding as to what the game is, as to what you're going to call. You're the jack of all trades. I agree with that. I think a lot of people think that being an MC is much easier than being in a show. I think when you were an MC, you were on for two hours. You were on and you have to watch everything, call the game. So yeah, I could not agree more. So John, let me ask you, as a newer main stage member here, what do you think your next steps are with Whole World? Do you want to teach? Do you want to MC? Like there's kind of a, a natural progression that most of us have sort of followed here. Like, what do you think? Where are you going? I've been interested in teaching for a while, and I know um, Carlos Giron, dear friend to all of us who's uh, passed on, he and I would have a lot of talks, and he talked to me a lot about how he really didn't think teaching was going to mean as much to him as it did. The things that he learned, he would just tell me that there's things I've learned about improv that I've only been able to do through teaching, and it's kind of cool to give some direction like that. So I had to try that. You know, emceeing, I think the way we do it now, you know, the teachers are the ones that emcee a show. So emceeing, right, but, you know, teaching, definitely. For sure. So, Chip, you have taught. So since John would like to get into teaching, I want you to give him your thoughts on teaching, and then I'm going to give him my thoughts on teaching. They're not going to be negative, so stop making that face. I'm not... I'm a very positive person. Yeah. Chip I, all is I'm trying me a to say time. is that I think <laughs> that teaching is probably the most important thing that you will do in this craft because, like I've been saying, if you put your money where your mouth is. Your students come to watch your performance. You are then held to a higher standard of what you do, and you have to raise your performance level to meet that of what you're teaching because it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another to do it and put it into action. And I felt that since we started the podcast two seasons ago and now being on season three, that John's also learned a lot through this process as well as hearing from alumni, hearing from other educators within our industry, and now hearing from our main cast. There is something to be learned from all of what we're doing, even this podcast. And I think that If you are willing to dive into the educational side of what we do, pick up a couple of good readings, you know, read the UCB manual, read Truth and Comedy, have an understanding of the history of improv and really dive into it. So when your students have questions or comments, you can help guide them to a better performance because that's ultimately your job. And I've been saying that for years that once a regular performer becomes an instructor and then an MC. It changes their outlook on performance and it ups their game. I would agree with that. I don't have a class going right now, but um, shameless plug. I've talked to uh, Emily. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's amazing here, you know, the, the Tanya Wagner takeover. Yeah. Yes. And then now she's even dropping shameless plugs. Listen, so no, um, because I would really like to teach a master class, like an eight-week on storytelling, and really kind of delve into the games that they're seeing us play at 10. And that is something I am passionate about. I'm passionate about teaching. I think teaching is fantastic. It is really, really great. I had two classes I kept the together through the pandemic on Zoom. 
the it was it was like marathon that never ended. But we all needed it. We all needed it during the pandemic because we couldn't be around people. So we would have these Zoom meetings. We would play games, what we could on Zoom. And it was great. But teaching, John, I think is something that really does change you, like Chip said. If that storytelling class, and I hope it does happen, I'd love to be your assistant teacher. No, look at that. See, yeah, we're making, we're awesome. moving and shaking, Charles. We're moving and shaking. <laughs> we're making things happen, Charles. Speaking of games, what's your favorite game? Anything musical. Anything musical? I love a musical game. I love a musical game. And the way you do it, too, I mean, you do it at a different level. You have this great quote you're always saying. If you're selling it, they're buying it. That is how I teach all my musical games to yeah. my classes. It doesn't matter if you can sing. If you are acting like you can sing and you know exactly what you are doing, they're going to get behind you. If you're selling it, they're buying it. That's kind of how it goes with everything improv. Mm -hmm. If you're selling there it, they're There better not be one. It. What's the least favorite game? Oh. See, it's taking her a long Let's time to think see. of because she doesn't have a one. She loves everything we do here. I do, I do like all the games. I will tell you what I think I am not good at. Okay. Not good at. Um, I would say subcons mm. and point counterpoint. Mm. Do you not know what? put me in yes, those the next what? time I'm in a show. I I see? Stop it. Stop it. Going to start writing. Hey Chip, what games do you? I don't feel, feel like, like I struggle. struggle. Are there any? In, any. I love what do them you all. Love. Well, you know, it's just like a mother. Yeah, a mother yeah, always loves one child. Are a we bit still more. talking with Tanya? So, are we back to the whole uh, world podcast? All I'm saying is, I love everything that we do, and I do them all. Okay, <laughs> because I believe that everything is a challenge, and instead of hating something, you need to embrace it and overcome it. So. I climb over Which the mountains every day, girl. Yeah, I just want you to know that he won't tell me because She's I MC am uh, really soon. I'm yeah, an MC so I love up. everything. Yes. Oh, and on man. that note, <laughs> yes, and um, we've had enough with <laughs> Tanya today. <laughs> what? Chip may be kind, but he is also a vengeful guy. I mean, God. just saying, you know, subcons <laughs> yes. could come up next. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder well, if she's going to blame you for that or blame me Aaron for that. Aaron is here to teach her class, and she's browbeating us. Aaron is here. I know. She, yeah, she's, she's is she out there? Is she serious? No, she's not out there. There she comes. There she comes. Come on in. Have a, yes. Come here, Give Aaron. Us a, come on. Yes. Yeah. We're recording. Yeah. Come here. No, no, we have all these microphones on the table. No, it's not live streaming. No, this is not live streaming. When you call into a radio station and try to win tickets. Yeah, we're going to have to edit half of this crap out. Oh, really? Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I, I hope so. Oh, really? Why? Okay, wow. <laughs> we're turning it into a, a, a okay, so, oh, wow. Aaron, just, just uh, in the microphone here, just tell us what you love about Tanya most. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It I better really, be good. Really appreciate it. Um, no, I, Tanya reminds me of my mom in a good way, in a good way. I wow, lost my mom okay. 13 years ago. Um, so 
when I first met Tanya, I was like, she kind of looks like my mom and reminded me of my mom. And she's very social and chatty like my mom was. So I was immediately drawn to Tanya and I loved her from the start just because she did remind me of my mom. And that so concludes much, our so, series um, on adoption. I like Tanya so much. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, Chip, what Tanya. do you love most about me, Chip? I love your gossipy ways. <laughs> How if I'm ever confused <laughs> or lost about something, I just pick up the phone and call Tanya, and she knows all the tea. People just tell me stuff. I, I, I'm I, just sitting here right now just thinking, like, this is the podcast we should have done from the beginning right here. It's just, let, let me just put Tanya and Chef. That's going to be an online thing. <laughs> okay, great. Together. All right. Thanks, Tanya, for being here today. Well, thanks, Chip. John, you want to close us out? I will close this out. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you to our special guest star, Aaron Cheek, our guest, Tanya Wagner, and Chip Powell. This is John Mihalik. And scene. Thanks for listening to the Whole World Improv Theater podcast with new and improved microphones. I wish I could say the same. I mean, I still have my same microphone, but I just got a very schnazzy interface. An interface uh, converts um, the, to an analog signal to sound, so it goes into your computer. So I got a real fancy one of those recently, but for the life of me, I cannot figure out how to work it. So I'm not, I guess I'm not that tech I thought I was pretty tech savvy. It's got to be some simple fix, you know what I mean? Just like some button that I'm not thinking of. Oh, I'm gonna wait on tech support. So this is another rinky-dink little setup that I'm doing today. I hope it sounds good. The Whole World Improv Podcast is a production of Whole World Improv Theater in association with Headspace Industries. The executive producer, writer, and maniac on the dance floor is Chip Powell. This episode was produced, written, and edited by John Mihalik. Although it probably doesn't happen in that order. John actually goes in the order of edit, produce, and then write. Original music by The Gentle Readers. And our social media maven is Bethany Rowe, the savior. The biggest, one of the biggest saviors during COVID. Ooh, Bethany, Bethany, Bethany. Lord bless Bethany. Please help support this podcast by liking, subscribing, and leaving us a review. I mean, you give your Uber driver five stars for a 10-minute trip, so it's kind of the same thing. Whole World Improv Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit theater. Please support by donating at our website, wholeworldtheater.com. And remember, it's tax deductible, so you can pretend to be in the 1% for a little while, at least, sort of. Additional writing and voiceover from me, Kate Arlo. Like aloe, but with an R after the A. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. It was a lot of fun. And then I was kind of like, oh, I want to do this again. I want to do this again. Because, you know, in a showcase, you only, you got to text John. Uh, Let's hope in we a edit that out. Showcase. Like everything else, Chip. If it's funny, no. If it isn't funny, yes, I'll edit it out. <laughs>